0: Hi, my name is Ray Ellen Sanders, and I am mom to five kiddos, and I've been married to my husband Brian for almost 20 years this coming spring. So we've got kiddos age 18, 14, 11, 9, and 7, and boy, do we change from when we first got married to wherever you are in your marriage right now. So today I'm going to be talking about marriage, and my study in the Help Club for Moms book is called Be a Student of Your Man. My friend Crystal and I came up with this name together because, quite honestly, this is exactly what we need to be doing as wives and moms, is to be studying our husbands and our children. So I'm going to bring it way back to Genesis 2.22, and I'm going to read it out loud to you guys, and this is in the Amplified Version. And the man gave names to all the livestock, and to the birds of the air, and to every animal of the field. But for Adam, there was not one found to be a helper. That was suitable, companion for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and while he slept, he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh at that place, and the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man he called formed into a woman, and he brought her and presented her to the man. So I bring that to your attention because, ladies, we were made as Eve's descendants to be our husband's helper. We are our husband's helpmate. And if we don't know how to help our husbands, we don't know how to be a good wife. So we're just going to put it out there, right? So the reason why this study is called Be a Student of Your Man is because we need to know how to study our husbands and know how to help them the best. When my husband and I were first married, we enjoyed doing different things than we enjoy doing now. So I had to learn over time that perhaps what we once enjoyed together has been tweaked, changed. Maybe we like something different now. What is your husband like? Has he been changing throughout your marriage? Are you taking notes on what makes your husband happy? So in today's. Um, time together, I just wanted to encourage you guys to practice ways to bless your husband. You know your husband better than anyone else. We need to be the best help meet we can be. And in order to do that, we need to take notice. Sometimes some things are obvious and we can just watch and pay attention and know some things that they like, but sometimes it involves a conversation. Have you had a conversation with your husband lately about what he's enjoying lately. What are some things that he enjoys to eat? Perhaps it's changed. Most of the time it doesn't, but some of the things that my husband's experienced now, he's like, I really like that. I'd like you to try that again. And if I want to love on him and be the best wife I can be, I can do some of these things that please him. When Brian and I first got married at our wedding, we had a verse read. It's in Ezekiel, and it is about the three strong chord. And I'm not going to read it right now, but it talks about how God is at the center of your marriage. And so when we first got married, we knew going into our marriage that it wasn't just the two of us, but that there was three of us. And that is God. And so have you invited God into your marriage? Is God at the core of your marriage? When seasons of trials come, and they have, again, I've been told you we've been married almost 20 years, I know we're going to get through. There's never a doubt. I never doubt that we're never going to get over the hump because Jesus is at the center of our marriage. But I'm also looking and watching for ways that I could please my husband. Now let's talk about the bedroom. Sometimes this is an area where we're pretty private and we don't really want to talk about it. And I'm not saying talking about it with me or with your friends. I'm saying talk about it with your husband. This is an area where you should be having this conversation. What makes you happy? Do you like this? I really like this. Do you know that when you have this communication with your spouse about the things that float your boat or that you like, your husband's going to want to please you in this area and you in return are going to want to please him. It makes for a happy marriage. So in the study, I also wrote about the different love languages. And this is something that all of you have heard about. This book is wild. You know, how to love your husband, how to love your children, how to love your teens, all in their love language. If you've never taken notice of what makes your husband just feel great, then you might need to sit and have this conversation. You might be surprised that it's different than you actually think. Now, I wrote in this study that my husband loves verbal affirmation. He loves it. He is a love language of words. Telling him that he's doing a great job really gives him the encouragement that he's doing great and it spurs him on. For him to tell me I'm doing so great, it's nice. I love it. Don't get me wrong. But it's not what fills me and wants me to be driven to be a better mom or a better wife. It's it's action. So my love language is different than his. The books all tell you that sometimes you have more than one love language, so just to spice it up, you might have two different, or maybe even three. The point is, we should be loving our spouse in their love language, the language that tells them that you absolutely love them. Be watching for ways to help your husband, watch for ways to please him, because you know what? When you please your husband, ultimately he's gonna wanna turn around and please you too. So I hope that you're encouraged to love your spouse. And if you haven't invited Jesus to be your three strong cord, do it today.